Canines are our passion. They are our addiction. They are our way of life right down to the very core. And without them, we would be lost. The canines of this world really are something to behold. They assist us at work. They accompany us at home. And they perform for us in the field. No matter where we go, they are by our side. Canines really are a ride or die. And for that, we are grateful. This podcast will showcase working canines of various breeds and disciplines as we search for those canines and their handlers who are always striving to be the best at what they do. Those who are always grinding. Those who are always pushing the limits. Those who are always dogging. Join us on our adventures as it is sure to be a wild ride. I'm your host, Bryce Matthews. And I'm your co-host, Stephen Basham. And And this... This is Semper Dogging. Welcome back to another episode of the Semper Dogging Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Matthews, and I am flying solo today. Old Basham couldn't make it down here. And we got a pretty exciting episode for you guys today, I think. This was this is fresh off the press. I mean, we literally just got done hunting, just got done running some coyotes down here in Kentucky. And I've got the man of the hour with us today, Mr. Dalton Hillard. How you doing today, buddy? Good, buddy. How about you? Buddy, today was great. It was a good hunt. Hell, it, he, was, he was in Kyle's pretty much all morning. It was fantastic. It was. Able to bring my fiance and my boy down here today. They were able to experience it. Got to see my first box dump. We're going to get into that here in a little bit with the Greyhounds. Where they caught him. It was just, it was a good day. It was, yeah. We was in action pretty much from start to finish. So... Guys, Dalton had been posting on Facebook for a couple years. Some videos really that got me intrigued were of his decoy dogs with the coyotes. And I started watching what he had going there on social media. And I reached out to him a couple years ago and asked him if I could come down and hunt. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And for whatever reason, it never happened. We never got that taken care of. Um, the Things just didn't align and I didn't, didn't make it down. But this year, I reached out to him again, and I said, hey, man, like, I've seen you've been running the greyhounds on the coyotes, and I really, I still want to come down and come hunting. And he was super gracious, let me come down. Uh, came down a couple weeks ago and ran with him. We ran some coyotes. We just weren't in the right position at the right time to get them caught. Yeah, we, we I guess about hit, hit up with a pickup, then we hit one with a pickup. Yeah, and- sucker made a left when he should have made a right, and we about run him over. But, uh. It, it was an awesome hunt, and I told him, I said, look, I really want to come back. I said, I, I want to see these greyhounds get dumped, run across the field, and snatch one of these yotes up. Because <laughs> it's it's an interesting dynamic when you've got the trail hounds that get them jumped, and then you've got, once they're running, you know, through the woods and across the field, then we got to get in position to get the greyhounds where they can see them, dump the box, and it's, it's something that has to marry together with perfect timing in order for everything to come together. And it's a work of art, really. It is, yeah. It's, I, I guess the Greyhound deal for me was I run them decoy dogs, and I, uh, I thought, man, I know this dog's fast enough to catch a coyote. I know he is, and I call him just a regular dog box, and he had this coyote come out one time, and I pulled up there and hit my brakes and let him out, and he run that joker down. I thought, man, I got, I, I can do this. I know I can do this here. Yeah. So you've been in, you've been in the game for a while, but go back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. What, what got you started? in the hounds because the transition to greyhounds is a pretty recent thing 
So just tell, go back to the backstory. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so we, my granddaddy was a fox hunter. Fox hunted years and years ago. And we kind of, they kind of got out of that and started coon hunting. And they did that thing. And I did the coon hunting thing for a little while. But it just, I worked night shift. And the coon hunting thing just wasn't my thing. So I thought, I bought, I bought some dogs from, from some good boys up in, I guess it'd be up around where you're from, up around Kokomo. And I did it by myself for, I just hunted by myself for, I don't know, a year or two years. And uh, I knew there were some guys down down around here that did it. And I uh, kind of met up with, with my buddy Blake Fraley. And he's like, hey, just come with us sometime. So I started going with them. And, heck, it went with them probably two or three times. And I was like, man, I, I got to have a dog in the race. I, I can't just go ride. I, I right. got to have my own. <laughs> I know how that goes. So, I mean, I get on the Internet. You know how it is, Facebook, and start calling these guys. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for some dogs. And I went I went and bought some dogs from a guy, and they were – they were pot liquors. They weren't worth 15 cents. And so, uh, I don't know, kind of got to searching around for some different dogs and run into a guy named Brent Springer. He's up from Salina, Ohio, where he lives at. And I bought a pretty good mail from him and actually a really, really good, nice dog. And and uh, just started buying and bought some puppies and started raising them. And here we are today, you know. Yeah, so let's go back to the to the decoy dogs, though, because that's what first intrigued me. Yeah. When did you start running them? And for those who haven't heard, give the listeners uh, an insight of what that is and what that entails. How does that work? So the, de- I bu- the decoy dog deal uh, I was back in, I guess, 2015. I bought some cur dogs. I, I saw the guy that got me interested in it was a guy named Stacy Warner. And Stacy Warner is a uh, big Paul Doggin. You can look him up on Facebook or whatever. And uh, kind of got to talking with Stacy and – I mean, I had bought a few dogs, a few cur dogs. A couple of them didn't work out. One of them was a pretty nice dog. And uh, Stacy's like, why don't you just come down and hunt with me? I'll show you what it's about. So me and Courtney loaded up one day, and we drove down to Texarkana and went and hunted with Stacy. And he showed us what it was about. And from there on, I mean, I was hooked with, you know, me calling coyotes. I mean, that's all I did back then was just call coyotes. I didn't, didn't run with no dogs. And then, you know, I got into the decoy dog deal and I had a dog named Hank. He was my very first decoy, real legit decoy dog. And I run him for, I don't know, two or three years. And uh, I, I wanted something more. The, the cur dog was fine. The cur dog was, would go out there, bring it back. And I was like, eh. Yeah, so exp- explain how that works. Break it down. So you're going out there, and you're making a stand, basically. Yep, you're still so, hunting. So you're, you're calling the cow. So you're pretty much starting. It'll be, I don't know, right after turkey season here. So it'll be towards the end of April. And hunt all the way up until, all the way until September, you know. I mean, where the cow is, he's dominant. He's, they're they're protecting their territory. They got puppies. They got little ones, and that's the key. Is the closer to the den you get, more aggressive you're going to be. You know, that's 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 the name of the game in the decoy dog world. So, uh, I mean, I did that a little bit, and I don't mean that's it's still to this day I love it. It's, it's okay. Blast. So, so you're getting out there. You're you get you're using e collar. Yep. Okay, you're using e collar. Garmin. Yeah, using a Garmin. Okay, and you've got so you're bringing the coyote out away from the den. Is, right. Is what you're trying to do. That's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Bring them out into the field. Now, once you've got them out in the field, that's when you send your "quote unquote" decoy dog, right? Right. I'll sick them. I'll sick them on them. Sick, sick them out there, and they'll go out to the coyote, bring him back to me. And it's just a game of chase. It it's back and forth, back and forth. So the coyote is protect, protecting its den, thinking that the decoy dog is there to in, harm its, harm its puppies, right. invade its space, and they're just protecting what is theirs. Right. And that decoy dog will go out and come back and slowly bring that coyote closer to you. Right. Absolutely. And it's, then what? Ain't nothing like a cow, I mean, five, ten, three, four yards from you, screaming in your face, mad. You, you mean, he wants you out of there. 
that's what he wants. He don't. I mean, they're they're there to protect what, what's theirs. You know. Is it the is it the male that's protecting the dinners? No, female? it'll be anything. It'll be the mama. It'll be the male. It'll be it'll be the helper females or helper males that that are that are around. So, See, I don't know anything about that. So the dynamic. way the cow the cow will be, they'll be you'll have your one dominant male. You'll have your one dominant male that does the breeding, and then you'll have your female that carries the pups. And then you'll have, I don't know, it could be one, two, three, four helpers that live that live within that, that family group of coyotes. I did not know that. Absolutely. Okay, so what are the helpers doing? Like are they just protecting the area? Yeah, they'll help I guess they, they say they help I mean raise the yeah, raise the young, watch the area or whatever, you know. Do you know, like off the top of your head, how old it at the coyote has to be before they transition into that dominant area or is it a deal where it's like a, a dominant coyote has a domain and he is king of kings until something happens to him yeah i mean i don't really I don't really know i mean i know a little bit about cows but when it gets down to that yeah. man, there's there's a lot of a lot of knowledge out there about cows where they act i mean i just I, I mean, what I know, I'm just barely scratching the surface. Right. You know, so. but I mean, it's still more than what I know. Right. And, and what I would assume a lot of the listeners know. Right. They're, they're super. I always tell everybody to hunt a cow, you got to respect a cow because, I mean, they're, they're survivalists. They're going to live. They're opportunists and they're, they can live. I mean, they can live off eating ants out there. You know, they're going to, they're going to survive. Right. That's just the way they are. So. One thing that's kind of impressed me is like how smart these things are very and i so i've went and ran with a few buddies up in northern indiana for the last couple years and i haven't got to get real serious about it just you know go cherry pick here and there and listening to them talk and then coming down here you know a whole almost a whole state away and listening to you it's like it's almost it's the same song and dance it's just a little bit different territory right yeah a lot of guys a lot of guys shoot the coyotes they'll run them and shoot them we don't do that here we we strictly run the catch everything we do either versus our hounds catching them or if i'm Catching with the greyhounds, you know, because I'm the only guy down here that, well, I mean, man, I'm the only guy down here that, that has greyhounds, you know, that, that catches them like that, you know. But so yeah. to me, that is that is the most pure form of fair chase. I agree. I mean, there's I don't know, there's a lot of uneducated people about running coyotes with dogs. You know, I mean, they they just they think it's they consider it quote unquote dog fighting, and it's not that. I mean, the people were. People were hunting coyotes with dogs before me and you was even a twinkle in, our de- in their eye. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just. I mean, it's it's quick. It's a quick kill. I mean, if they catch them, they they kill them. That's it. It's over with. Right. I mean, you take a guy shooting them. They shoot one, blow his leg off. Well, he'll. I'll catch that coyote eventually. You know, with a dog. Right. I mean, we caught one last year. I mean, a trapper, coyote out of a trap, he, he could chewed his foot off. I mean, it's just. I get. Right. However you want to. However you want to look at. It. Everybody has their own opinion about it. That's that's just part of it. Yeah, and so you know, you guys have heard Chris talk about on the Houndsman XP before podcast that you know bear hunting is a very very extreme form of fair chase and lion hunting anything with the hound because that animal that you're pursuing has all of their senses keened up. They right. are on top of their game. They are in their own territory mm-hmm. on their home turf. They they're able to use all of their senses. To try and outvade those that are pursuing them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I may dump on a coyote and I mean, like, heck, I run one yesterday. I mean, I got a good turnout on him. I mean, and they run that cow, took him through two or three ditches and I think they was going to catch him. That's, I mean, what, I mean, he had a chance to, he had a chance to make it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, and, and that's the perfect example was the first time that I came down here, we run, I think three coyotes right. and we didn't catch none of them. Right. Those coyotes live to see another day. Yeah, I mean, some of them, some of them coyotes got a set of running gears on them. They can flat, but they I'm, can flat and move some ground. I'm now. telling you, they got a set of, set of Nikes on them, and they are laced up. They are. They can. 
That one of the David calls that he was a running son of a gun. He was. And so that's super – it's just super intriguing to me, the whole dynamic, and especially using the scent hounds and the sight hounds married together for one common goal. Right. So walk us through – a typical morning of a hunt like for those who don't know guys i mean they might not know anything about it like walk us through what your day looks like when you're going out coyote hunting because it's a process the semper doggin podcast is proudly presented to you by froggy bottom outdoors froggy bottom outdoors is the newest outdoor and hunting supply habitat management and livestock feed provider in the midwest with a wide variety of products a unique business model and a dedicated team of individuals who are eager to provide their customers with an unparalleled shopping experience, you will not have to search any further than Froggy Bottom Outdoors. With brands such as Garmin, Yoder Nylon, Banks Hunting Blinds, Razor Hunting Gear, Purina Mills, Kalmbach Feeds, Anuksha, Real World Products, and many more, Froggy Bottom Outdoors has you covered from the farm to the woods. Visit froggybottomoutdoors.com today and follow them on Facebook to see how they can help you. Not finding what you're looking for online? No problem. Feel free to give the store a call at 765-330-2098. The team at Froggy Bottom Outdoors is excited to get to know you and would be glad to answer any questions you may have. Yeah, it is. We, I mean, we run, we do run some trail cameras and kind of pick up some dead deer and do whatever we do, whatever whatever deer we kill, we'll put out. You know, I mean, for bait piles, and I'll check my cameras and see what's been in and what hasn't been in. If there hasn't been nothing on it, well, we'll just go to a block of woods and we'll send. We call them our jump dogs. We'll send two or three jump dogs in a in a section of woods, and they usually they either get jumped or they won't. And if they do get jumped, and we'll let them let them run it for a little while, depending on where it's going or where we're at. I mean, if I need to catch it quick, I mean, I'll try to catch it quick with the greyhounds. If not, then I mean, we'll run it through the hills or through the flats or whatever, you know, and. So we'll, so we'll do that with the jump dogs. And once we get the jump dogs, get them jumped. And if he's in a spot where we can get some more hounds, we'll pack them. I mean, we'll put some more dogs in there and get them packed. And, well, I mean, we'll have 10, 15 dogs or however many on them running the coyote. And, uh, I mean, that's basically what it is. And then I'll – if I get him out in open field and he's coming to open field or a road or something, I'll try to get position to, to dump my greyhounds on him. So with the jump dogs, what – what are you looking for in them as far as age of track? And we, you and I had this conversation in the truck today. I was like, okay, is a five-hour-old track too old? Like, what are you expecting of them in this sport? Uh, man, I really don't. It's, it's hard for me to say. I really don't. I don't know because I really don't. I don't know the answer to that because I mean, I'm, I've, my dogs can. My dogs, I've they can rig a coyote off the back of my truck. You know, I mean, I, don't, I know they can do it. Now, I don't really down to. Really don't know how old the track is that they're smelling. You know what I mean? Because right. I don't. You know, most time when they jump them, I mean they're in the woods. They're not right. like you know. I never. So you're free casting these hounds. I'm free casting these hounds. You're across not, the you're not going out looking for a lot of tracks. Nope. You're free casting. We're the not. Hounds. Yeah, we're not driving roads, cutting tracks on roads. We don't. A lot of guys up north. A lot of guys up north run the snow and they want to cut a track like that. Well, we don't. We don't do that here. We run in the mud. That's just right. We don't get much snow down here. You know, so we just we run them in the mud and we just pull up to a block of woods and. We send them in there, you know. So to answer the question about how the track is, I, I don't know the answer to that because, I mean, like I said, we're we're free casting them into a section of woods right. 90, 99% of the time, you know. Right. So, and I mean, if we do see some out in the field, I mean, or whatever, if I think they've been through there, I mean, I'll go back and walk some dogs out there. If they hit it, they hit it. If they don't, they don't. I mean, it may be an hour, two hour, 
our old track, you know, right. and, and they'll still pick that up. You know, my dog was still all the whole group of guys that I hunt with. You know, there's there's a pretty good group of guys. Yeah, I mean, they've been fantastic. Yeah, we got some good group of guys we hunt with, and them guys, them guys, the, the Fraley's, they had been doing this for man thirty plus years. They, they've been running cows down here. They've they've seen it all. They've done it all. There ain't nothing they ain't seen, and which is it's cool being around them guys because. You know, I mean, they've been doing it for so long, and yeah. the stories and stuff they have, it's, right. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. And today was kind of an interesting dynamic as far as what happened, because we saw a lot of different scenarios play out. Um, to start off today, you know, we did, right there at first daylight, we went out driving around looking at the roads, mm-hmm. and I just got done telling you, I said, watch out now, I said, this boy in the back seat, I said, he got eagle eyes he on does, him. He does, yeah. I said, that sucker going to see something here in a minute. Yeah. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't five minutes later, right. and Colton's like, hey, coyote, coyote, coyote. And there yeah. it was, you know, kind of standing in the edge of a field. Right. So we saw that coyote, we're pulling around to kind of get in position to get the trail hounds on him. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that, we actually saw another coyote right. running across the field, which is in a more accessible area. Right, yeah, we could drive right to the, where he come across the road. So. Right, so. Obviously that's the one I'm, the track I'm gonna take. Right, so. so we drive up there, we get mm-hmm. our trail hounds out, we put them on the track, bam. Right. They're gone. Yeah, they run them, uh, I mean, we say probably. I, four or five miles? Four or five miles, yeah. Okay, and then another interesting thing that I didn't realize the coyote would do as quickly as it did was it swam a river. So yeah, Oh, yeah, you you put four, five, six dogs behind one, and he gets a chance to swim a river, he's gone. He's he's going across. You just take, take one dog, two dogs, is barely just bumping them around, them dogs are just going to follow him around. The coyote ain't going to get in a hurry. He don't, he don't care. But you get to put some pressure on him. And for us, as flat as it is down here where we hunt at, I mean, you get to driving them trucks up and down the road. Them coyotes get scared. You scare a coyote one time, he's he's getting out of the country. You know, we go up there and hunt around my around my farm. I've got some chicken houses, and you go up there and hunt. Well, there's only one road around through there, you know, within several miles. So we go up there and hunt, and uh, that that coyote will just run a three or four mile square. I mean, they, they're just running right there. You ain't got you can park in one spot and talk about here in a race. I mean, you get a heck of a race. Yeah. So so, so you know, we, that coyote swam the river. The dog swam with him. Went on through. We were able to get another set of dogs packed into them. Right. And the trail hounds really ended up baying this coyote in the field. Yeah, they had him in a field, but kind of bumping him along a little bit. Right. Was, I mean, he he wasn't moving fast by any means. Right, he he definitely just, wasn't straight lining. Right. Yeah, they, they, they definitely slowed him down. Right. Absolutely. So we were able to get in position, dump the box on the greyhounds. They went in, made a clean ethical kill. Right. So that was scenario one. We saw the coyote out in the field, put the trail hounds on it. Trail hounds baited him up. Right. Bring the greyhounds in to finish it off. Right. Done. Absolutely. Quick, ethical. Right. Scenario number two was we had had some dogs in there free casting, almost like us coon hunters do. You know, you just, when we're talking about free casting, we're literally going to block woods, dump the dogs. Right. A couple at a time. Usually your dogs that you know are better at trail dogs. Yeah, your true dogs, yeah. Uh, They're not going to bump around on deer and off game. Right. And they got one jumped, Mm -hmm. got it moving. And we were able to drive around, and a couple, a couple different guys got some dogs packed in. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Blake and I think, uh, I think Chris and Barry had some dogs in there. Yep. yep. And so this is where that most action-packed, yeah, was- of the dog or of the day came in at. <laughs> is Blake's dogs? Shout out to him. I mean, those suckers were on yeah. his tail, and they were moving. Absolutely. Yeah. That 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 white dog he's got a pretty nice dog. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sucker was moving across this field, and. We were able to get right in perfect position, fly down this dirt road <laughs> into the field a little bit, which we had full permission to be hunting on. Y'all don't be per- burning right. us at the stake oh, over yeah, this. Oh, yeah, they will, yeah. 
So we're flying down here. We got to get parallel to this coyote. And these trail hounds, guys, I mean, they are not far behind him. I'm going to say 30 yards 30 maybe. 30 yards maybe, yeah. They're dogging him. And they're pushing him. That coyote right. is running him for everything he is worth. Right. And we finally got to see the magic happen. Dalton whipped that Ford into position. <laughs> We're not going to rag him for driving a Ford. If it was a Chevy, we'd have been there three <laughs> minutes earlier. But that's beside the point. Whip that Ford into position. Rips the cable inside the cab. Wham! There goes the yep. side of the box. The Greyhounds fly out. Bam, bam. Thank you, man. The coyote is done. <laughs> it was I, live action, man. It was live action. I was, was literally shaking when we were done with it. Yeah, if you ain't ever done it, it's a, uh, it's, I mean, it's, ain't nothing in the world like it. There ain't. There it ain't. was the most intense thing I've seen. And Seth Hall, I'm going to give you credit on this one. You told me whenever you see sight hounds work in front of you, you said there's no more exhilarating thing. And I will say that today that was probably true. Yeah. I just – I don't even have words for it. Absolutely. They are uh, – Those greyhounds meant business. Right. They had a job to do, and they did it quick. Absolutely. It don't take them long. I mean, all – so my greyhounds – about every one of my greyhounds come from one guy. I mean, everything I've got for the most part, other than maybe three or four dogs, and I've got 30 head of greyhounds here, they all come from one guy. And the guy's named Aaron Austin. Double A's greys. He – out there where he lives at, them dogs are – they got to be tough son of a guns to make it out there. I mean, they are – they're, they're tough. They're tough dogs. Aaron has got some of the nicest greyhounds around. And the thing about Aaron is is he ain't – if he's got something nice, he'll sell you something nice because he wants you to have nice stuff. It ain't – he ain't going to bum you on a dog or sure you over on a dog. I mean, it's going to be – you're going to buy the top of the line of his stuff he's got. You're going to buy. That's what you're going to get. Right. And he's going to raise another one, and it's going to be the exact same thing. So, I mean, Aaron and his dad and his wife, they've got the greyhound world figured out. They, they know what works. They know what's not going to work. And – that's just the bottom line to it. I mean, they've been doing it for so long, they, they know. Yeah. So go through here just a quick second before we get back into the third scenario of the day. Go back here, and I know I just got a little animated telling that story, guys, but I, I can't even explain to you how exciting it was. Yeah, you'll have to post a video show them. I will. I'm going to post the video. Y'all be sure to go to the Simper Dog and Podcast page. Check out the reel. It's going to be right there. You can see this whole dump unfold right in front right. of you. Yeah. But explain the setup to the listeners on how this works because i was confused at first on how the box dumps open like just run through the setup of your truck yeah so uh my truck's a it's a 20 2012 f-150 it's crew cab truck so what i did i got a flatbed on it and i run uh i run a they call it a half jump box where the full the back hole is not a full full hole it's just a half jump so you just put two dogs back there so i run i run four grounds on each side that's what i run and then so you can there's several different ways you can do it some guys do electric actuators and run electric in the truck with switches and some guys run air latches some guys and i i prefer the cables cables or i mean when you pull it it's there you it's know a tried mean? and true system it's, it's there it's i mean only the only downside to it is if you care you gotta drill holes through your cab of your truck which don't bother me now i just drill through the third brake light and take it right through there into the headliner. I mean, you can buy a new headliner for, for dirt cheap, you know. Yeah. So, uh, that's 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 my setup. I mean, yeah. I, I've had air latches on a on a, a twenty twenty F two fifty, and it's just too slow. I mean, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times I got out ran waiting on them things to open. I mean, there's nothing fast about it. If you want to do something like that, you don't want to drill hose. Air is the fast other fastest way to do it. Just I mean, do air latches. Yeah, so th these cables, guys, the way he's talking about here, he runs them through the third brake light. They're coming through this little piece of conduit, and there's two literal cables yep. hanging from the ceiling, the roof of the truck. Right. One on the driver's side, one on the passenger side, and they're mounted to a bracket where your rearview mirror would go. Yep. 
And if that coyote is on the passenger side, he's going to reach up and he's going to yank the cable on the right. passenger side. And that's the door that opens. Yep. If they're on the driver's side, you know, same thing. So it's a very simple concept, but it's something to me that I was like, I was just new to. Yeah. I'd yeah. never seen it done before. Yeah. Shout out to my buddy, Daniel Petty. He, he rigged my truck out for me. He's the, he's the best guy in the business for doing it's that. It's great. It is. I mean, he, Daniel, I mean, all that stuff he fabbed up, break, the brake lines, all the brackets, he made all that stuff himself from scratch. Daniel does, uh, does great work. Yeah. So we, we got that coyote caught with the greyhounds. We got to do a box dump, catch them. Exhilarating. Yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. Man, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it is, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, and it's crazy going, coming here and hunting where my dogs, when I, whenever I dump my dogs, I mean, they're, they're full stride. You know what I mean? They ain't no fences, no nothing to worry about. You know, they're, they're gone. Where you all go out there and hunt with Aaron, well, them dogs take two steps and they got to, they got to jump underneath the barbed wire fence and, it's crazy the number they numbers they catch doing doing as rough as the country is out there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. It's, yeah. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing like a lot of guys don't like the greyhounds, but I mean you can't knock it till you try it. It's man to me. It's I if I if I didn't have to have the trailhounds, I I probably wouldn't have as many as I got. Right. I'd probably because I really 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 enjoy the sight hounds. Just it's 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 fast paced. It's I mean there's always action. You're always moving and. That's just what I like, you know. That's right. That's why I don't still hunt. I guess you know. Yeah. So, so that was the first two scenarios of the day. The third one today, um, kind of like the second one, free casting some dogs. Uh, they had one. They had one run, but the dogs were way behind. Right. And when I say way behind, guys, I mean I physically saw the coyote lope across the field, not moving fast at all. Right. Kind of loped into a patch of woods, so we knew where he where he went. The dogs were several minutes behind you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they was kind of got pushed behind there a little bit. Yeah, and uh, the coyote for a minute. I mean, we didn't know where he went. Yeah, he just held up in a patch of woods there, and there wasn't no pressure on him. So, and this we, wasn't a big patch of woods. No, it wasn't. No, you know, it was a little bitty small patch, but it don't take much for them to find some cover. Just sit down in, and you know, I think a lot of it today was we, heck. We had four trucks sitting on the other side waiting for him to come across. Right. You because know? ninety percent of the time he that joker comes right, right across some ditches there and across some roads and they're they go to the hills where I mean it's it's tough hunting them hills. Yeah. And so that coyote kind of just held up right there in that little thicket of woods and the dogs come in and it kind of got messed up there for a while. We weren't sure what was going on. Like are they are they lost? Are they trying to figure it out? Like what's happening? Yeah, they, I think they baited him up a couple of times and I was over at Hill there. We couldn't hear him. So But we never could figure it out. No, right. We I, never I, got absolutely. eyes on him to see what happened. Right. And next thing you know, we go in there. We, we start walking in because we thought we had him bait up. And mm-hmm. the the dogs just kind of blow out the back yeah, of the broke, woods. They broke, yeah. And we're like, well, we didn't see the coyote, but here go the dogs. Yep. So not sure what happened. And we got a couple more dogs in there to help him out. And they got him lined out, go through the country. And this is a, a prime example of the coyote being in his own territory, right. on his home turf, knowing where he's going. And know exactly where they're going. That sucker made him run through the hills, through the thickets, across a couple of fields, and he made a beeline for what I would call a den. A den, well, yeah, somewhere for him to, somewhere for him to get. Yep. And he was in a, a huge hole in the side of a ditch bank, and we ended up not being able to harvest yeah. that coyote. Didn't get yeah. He made it home. Yeah, we left him. Yeah, he, he's he's still home. Yeah. So we ended up pulling, I think, four dogs kind of out of the hole. They had him bait up there. And you could hear the coyote in there snarling. Oh, yeah, they'll growl at you. Yep. You know, he was getting mad. So it was a confirmed catch. Right. We just did not harvest Absolutely. the coyote. Absolutely. And he lived to run another day. Yep. 
if I were him, I'd drink a, a Gator Gatorade, you know, replenish yeah, my sh- electrolytes because he had his work cut I'm out. I'm sure for while him. we was up there uh, putting dogs up, I'm sure he'd come on back out and moseyed on down yeah, the way. Yeah, the peace sign and yeah, he, I'm out of here. Yeah, so that that was the three different scenarios in yep. which we run coyotes today, and we did catch a fourth one, kind of fell in the same line as number three there that I just explained, but. Yep. You know, it was just it was an eventful day with all the different scenarios playing out. Yeah, we caught two with the hounds and two with the greyhounds. Yep. yep. So it was just, it was just super super neat to see that right. today. Um, I've got some questions on the greyhound side of things. Yeah. We all know that canines can take us to some wild places, and some of those are only accessible by an off-road vehicle. No matter how hard you try to maintain your ride, something is bound to break on one of your adventures. When you find yourself looking for replacement parts, or maybe even a few upgraded parts to further try and prevent a breakdown, look no further than Never Satisfied Off-Road. Joey Goforth is the proud new owner of Never Satisfied Off-Road and is ready to serve you. Performance accessories such as lift kits, portals, tires, and more can all be found at Never Satisfied Off-Road. Located in Covington, Tennessee, the team at Never Satisfied Off-Road is ready to ship parts and accessories for your ride anywhere in the country. As their new website is currently being built, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Never Satisfied Off-Road 23 to keep up to date on the hottest items and sales. Give them a call at 731-693-9921 to place your order and get your ride ready to follow your canine wherever they may take you. Are you ready for the best part, though? Mention that you heard this ad on the Simper Doggin podcast, and you will receive a Simper Doggin approved listener discount. Okay, so uh, me primarily coming from the Coonhound world, I think I can expect you know eight to nine solid years out of a dog right. of performance, right? These greyhounds, what is the longevity of their career? Like, explain to me how long you think you can use them. I don't know. I mean, I've got, I guess, Tiny, my tiny dog. He's a big stag. He's he's a straight head dog. I, I may be wrong, but I believe Tiny is going on seven or eight years old, I think. I think he's seven. Yeah, seven or eight. I mean – He's still moving. He still moves good. He he ain't the fastest in the world. He's not, he, and he's not. He's not the fastest dog in the world. But when he gets there, it's game over. All the playing stops. I mean, he's right. You know, but so these greyhounds. What I've what I've noticed since I've been flowing with them is, is like the guys out west. It's different for them. Like ninety percent of the guys out west, they don't do concrete. They don't. They don't. They. I mean, their dogs are on. It'll be like uh, lime limestone, like just busted up lime in the kennels. In the kennels. And, or dirt, you know, and that's that's what they do, you know. But it's dry out there, so them guys tell me you don't want to put them grounds on concrete. You don't want to put them on concrete. I'm like, man, I can't do what y'all do because I mean, we get a lot of rain here. You know, it's that's that's a nasty mess, you know, to, to clean up. So, I mean, I do mine on concrete. I mean, I mean, I guess it's danged if you do, danged if you don't kind of right. thing. You know, I had them, I had them over my farm in the barn, and man, it just, I just that style ain't for me. I just. You got to warm your dogs more. You got to, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. or this here, this setup I got here now, you can keep them clean. But what I've noticed about the greyhounds is, is they don't have no immune system. You know, I feel like they, they when they get sick, they don't, they don't have the willpower to fight, fight it off. You know, I, I, to me, they're like a sheep. They just lay there and die, you know. 
That's crazy. Just the way their immune system is. They don't have no immune system. They get sick easy. They catch everything. And that, this is my opinion. I mean, everybody has an opinion about it. But from, from what I've experienced, I feel like their just immune system is, is super weak, you know. So, and, and I notice it more this time of year in the winter months where I'm not, I don't get to spray every day. You know, in the summertime, I get to bleach and spray my pins out and keep it, you know, I mean, keep it pretty clean. Where, where right now, I'm not getting to spray water much or bleach kennels. I'm just scooping and throwing it out, you know. Right. So, so Tiny, he is a staghound. He's a stag. And you run several stags and, and quote-unquote greyhounds, I right. guess. Yep. Um, and we, we just lump them into the greyhound category. Right, yeah, they're just a greyhound cross. So they are mixed. I mean, that's all they are. So, so. Wh- did you buy him as a as a broke dog, finished dog? I bought Tiny from Aaron Austin as a broke dog, yeah. Sure did. He's he A lot of guys have hauled that dog, and he's been the exact same ever since he's been a little puppy. I mean, he's... He's got one job and one job only, and he is the head dog. So, I mean, it's what he is. And head dog out of 30-something greyhounds right. that you're housing, right? yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, I've got – I had a had a super, super nice stag female that I bought from a guy named Mike Flagstead out in Iowa, and she was a dead shot head dog. I mean, she was – it was it was my wife's dog. She was – I mean, she was – I mean, she's the kind of dog, when she gets on a cow, you're taking a brake stick or something to choke her off of one. I mean, she's – she was a real deal, and most of them like she wasn't a fuzzy dog either. She was a she was a slick haired stag. She wasn't a fuzzy dog, but most most of them fuzzy dogs are just tougher than nails. I mean, most about every one of them I've seen has just been stupid tough. And so, define tough like tough as in willpower to run around like run that that coyote down until they catch it like to exhaustion, or tough to get in there and and dispatch the coyote yes, like yeah not not far as tough as the run i'm talking tough as to to take the bite take the pain or, or whatever they're going to do to get that cow they're gonna I mean they're going to kill us that's what they're going to do right so bottom line that's what a stag that's what them stags are they are man they're they're, they're i like i mean i like them i mean i couldn't run all stags because I, I don't i mean i don't think i mean there is some i've got a female here now i think can catch a good cow but i mean i haven't seen most of their toes are long they get them long feet and they, I don't feel like they run as good, you know. They got them big long toes, and, right? But that's it's, it's prep. I mean, when I look at a dog, that's what I look at. I, I look at, the first thing I look at them when I look at them greyhounds is them feet, and that's what Aaron Aaron his dad taught me. So when you look at them greyhounds, first thing you look at is them feet. If they got cat feet, they're good footed. If they got them long toes, you're I mean, it's a fifty fifty shot. You might get one that can run, and more than likely it's not going to run very good. Most of the time it's going to be a a slower dog, you know. Right. So. Like when we look at your box, the couple times I've been hunting, on each side you've got a mixture of some slick-haired greyhounds and a couple staghounds. Right. Do you like running that mixture of of slicks versus what you call fuzzies? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I do. I like, I mean, I like, I like doing that. I mean, it's I feel like the stags are my tougher dogs, you know, right. in my opinion. So that's that's kind of why I do that. I mean, don't really want my catch dogs to get get eat on too much. But I got one out here that can. She's so fast. She's faster than everything else I got, and she. She kind of got chewed. She kind of got chewed on a little bit yesterday, just because she ran off and left everything else. You know, that's how fast she is. I mean, she's, I mean, she's faster than anything. She's the fastest dog that I own here. So, so speed. Like, what are we? Th- these are not hot blooded dogs. They're not nope, racing. They're not race dogs. Nope. So, uh, like when I originally thought of greyhounds, I, I just in my head had hot blood pictured, and these dogs are not as fast. Not as fast as the hot blood. Nope. Do they have the more longevity? I don't really know. I mean, probably do. Yeah, I feel like they do. Yeah, 
because I mean, because a lot of them guys that have the hot bloods, they've turned them over to hunting dogs, and most of the time because they got bumped on the track or they got hurt or something like that, and they try to cross them over or whatever, you know. Yeah. So. Okay, so then you have to put four on one side, four on the other side. You're you typically carrying eight. Yeah, I usually carry eight. You don't have to. I mean, I just, I've, man, I've got so many, i got to take them, you know, when right. I go. So. But but how do you how do you make your sets? Like, okay, today I'm putting this four on this side. Is that just trial and error? Yeah, no, hell no. So kind of what I do is is I got my one catch dog. I run my one catch dog, and I run one one dog that's considered my head dog. I run one on each side, and then I usually usually run a couple pups, so a couple young dogs. I'm trying to get going. Is usually how how I do it. So I've got I've got four catch dogs. I've got two for sure, two for sure dead shot head dogs. So and I had three, but and I've got some other dogs that I fight the head and fight above average, you know. But if I'm hauling young dogs, I don't want them young dogs getting bit on. I want that. I want that head dog going to grab that head and let that pup kind of do his thing, you know. Right. So that's. I mean, I've I've hauled everywhere. And I mean, I can. I got some dogs out here now. I can just. I can haul four dogs total and be just fine, you know. I can haul my zip dog and that tiny dog on one side. I can haul Jack and and my my Emma dog on one side, and I mean, that's all I need. I mean, right. They do it all, you know. It's just just four dogs, you know. It's just personal preference. Right. It's just, so, but I've got so many dogs, so I'm trying to take as much as possible. Right. So. And when you talk about dogs, I mean, you hunt really hard. I do. I hunt a bunch, probably more than I need to be. So you've got, but you have several. I mean, we're we're over fifty dogs. Yeah, I've got fifty plus. Yeah. And the the care that they're shown, from what I've seen, the setup that they have is second to none. Yeah, thank you. A lot of. And I and I'm not just saying that because I got you on the podcast. I'm dead serious about it. Yep. You know they've got they've all got nice clean living conditions. They've all they're all clean water bowls. The feces is picked up. They got nice dog boxes to go to to stay out of it. You're taking care of 50 dogs and doing it at a high level. Right. So guys, if you guys saw anything about my Facebook post a couple weeks ago, you saw that you know I challenged us houndsmen to do a better job of presenting a good light to everybody else and to take the best care of our hounds as we can possible because we owe it to them. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they depend on us. When these, when we got done hunting today, we pulled some of these dogs out of the box, buddy, and they were whooped. Hell yeah. They wanted nothing more than to go to a nice dog house, clean bedding, and That's just right. relax. Yeah, hey, I'll give them a little shot of Dex and keep the swelling down and we'll go again. Because they're athletes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to. Got to take care of them. I mean, they they depend on us. I mean, without and, us and and if you're going to hunt as hard as you do, you've got to have dogs to rotate in and out, right. which is why you keep so many right. headed dogs. That's why. And then another reason why. I mean, my wife, she kind of, I think she likes it more than I like it. And I know she had a that that F one fifty we hunted of was original her pickup. <laughs> kind of that kinda, got hijacked. I've kind of done taking it over. Yeah, but she, you know, she did a, a very very important job today. Oh yeah. Yep. Of driving another truck, her and my fiance rode together, right. and you know they carried around all of the scent hounds, yep. and they were right where they needed to be to cut dogs off, to pack dogs in, to watch the coyote come across the road. I mean, she she did a great job of being where she needed to be at the right place at the right time. Absolutely, yeah, and you know I can go hunt through the week with the with the the, the guy that helps me out, my buddy Barry Ellis. I mean, him can go hunt, and we can catch more coyotes with just me and him, or just me, him, and Chris hunting, or just whoever. It could be me, me, Chris, and Charlie, or whoever's hunting with just two pickups or three pickups to catch more coyotes than you do with running six or seven trucks up and down the road, you know? Why do you think that is? Do you think that the that, that amount of trucks, that coyote, when they yeah. come out, when they bust out of the woods, they're looking and they're scanning? Oh, yeah. That spooks them. They get spooky. And they get turned. Oh, yeah. They turns them, and they get spooky, and they that's that's whenever they – 
they get to take out Dodge. I mean, they're they're uh, they're going somewhere where they're getting away from you. You know, that's just bottom line. Right. So, but yeah, that's I mean, that's the way anywhere. You know, I like I go out to Oklahoma and hunt. And them guys are just ecstatic for me to get out there. When I go out there, I just take my trail hounds because them guys got so many greyhounds. I was like, well, I'll just come out and I run my trail hounds and I'll let y'all catch cows. And it's a win. I mean, it's good for me. It's good for my dogs because. The population of cows out there is so much higher than it is here. Yeah, so let's let's dive into that for a little bit. Let's talk about that. Like you said, you go out to Oklahoma at least once, maybe if not twice a year. Yeah, well, probably too much. Yeah, and, <laughs> but but the population out there is crazy high. It is high. It's yeah, they got a lot of cows. Well, I mean, a lot more cattle, a lot, a lot of cattle, and uh, I mean, a lot more hay. And I mean, that's what a cow lives off of in the summertime. They live off eating grasshoppers and and stuff like that, mice and right. So, like, let's go through the dynamic of hunting out in Oklahoma. What is different in hunting in Oklahoma versus hunting in Kentucky? Uh, they're broke up in one-mile and two-mile sections. Uh, there's a fence every stinking t- corner you turn. I'm talking six strands of bob wire. You climb like a like monkey bars. I mean, I don't know how them guys get their fences so tight out there, but, I mean, I'm 300 pounds. I climb like, a, like you would a chain-link fence. But uh, that's different out there, the fences and the way that uh, their cover is. I mean, they'll have mesquite. They'll have mesquite. They'll just have sagebrush, tall grass. I mean – be, I mean, and, and their tree lines are, I mean, they ain't they ain't probably 50 yards wide, and some of them are, I don't know, 100, 100 yards long. And you may go up in there, and there might be six coyotes up in there. That's just, I mean, it's it's it's, it's crazy. You just got to experience it. I mean, and them them guys out there, the way they hunt, the way they hunt is completely different than the way I hunt. Most of them guys out there just run greyhounds only, and they drive across everything. We're here, for the most part, you ain't driving across nothing. I mean, because it's. It's typically this time of year it's wet. You can't drive nowhere. Right. You know, but them guys out there, they don't get no rain, so they they drive across they drive across everything, drive through everything or or whatever, you know. So that they're going out basically just glass and looking for coyotes oh, on the prowl. Yeah, yeah and, and they're gonna see more cows saying that. I mean, you go out, I mean, just the way it is out there, there's there's less cover. I mean, and I mean there's just a lot more coyotes. Yeah. So coyotes are a super versatile animal. I mean, they're all across the country. Absolutely. Where where if you had one place you could go to run Run your coyotes now. Let's let's take scent hounds and your sight hounds. You got to run them as a pack. Where's the best place in the country to go do it? I don't really know. To be honest with you, I mean, I feel like here he is. I like, really, I mean, now if you're talking about just greyhounds, obviously out west. I mean, Texas out that way. You know, because I mean, the I've population seen... up, up up the Panhandle. I mean, that's where all the guys go. They go to Delhart, Texas, or they go out there, and that's where they. I mean, them guys go out there and catch. I mean, they'll hunt a half a day and catch. 25 30 coyotes in a half a day with the greyhounds you know that is so wild i mean it ain't no secret and do it day out, and, day in day out well i mean the, the locals don't do it like that because i mean they live there you know they'll go out and catch four or five coyotes by, so by so o'clock. that part of texas is to the coyote hunter kind of what the white river is to the coon hunter absolutely That's yeah. it's, i mean it ain't no secret i mean they, i mean you can you can look on facebook and see the guys that live out there and watch them and i mean they put it all out there and they like i'm telling telling them where they're hunting at i mean people know Right, you know, Kansas is up there in Kansas. Is, it's it's I mean it's it's good hunting up there. So it ain't it ain't no spoiler alert. Everybody knows where the coyotes go, and everybody that's where everybody wants to go. You know, right. But I mean, just far as trail hounds and running the running the combo, I mean, I don't. I'm happy right here. I mean, I have. I mean, the coyote the coyotes are kind of down this year. I mean, they've got this night season. It's been going on for two years now. And they've kind of it's it's new. It's like anything else. It's new. All these guys are buying these thermals and shooting these coyotes and they've made the thermals affordable everybody can finance everything now this day and age and it i mean it has we have slowed us down a little bit i mean we're used to we could pretty much anywhere we pulled up we could go in there and jump a coyote where now we may hunt a section and 
hey, we might not jump one now, you know. Right. It, it's this knife, knife hunt stuff. I mean, it's it's like everything else. Like duck hunting was whenever Duck Dynasty was a thing. Everybody did it for three or four years, and it they got tired of it. I mean, just, right. You just got to ride the wave. It's just part of it. So. Yeah. I mean, and we all have a, we all have a goal. I mean, they want to kill cows. We want to kill cows. But you know what I mean? It's at the end of the game, I mean, we're all about hunting cows. You know. Yeah. It's it, it's awesome, and and I've just really enjoyed my my time coming down here. Uh, let's switch gears for a second. I want to talk about a couple other dogs you got. Yeah. You got a couple yog terriers. I do. Yeah. Let let dive into them. What are you doing with them dogs? Ah, uh, man. Uh, that little that one, the first one I bought. I mean, I've had her for I guess she's going on. She's probably seven or eight. I mean, I've, I bought her for my puppy. And and uh, I don't know. I've kind of done everything with her. I've coon hunted with her. I've heck, I mean, me and her, me and that dog have been everywhere together. I mean, I used to decoy. I take her decoy dog in. I've heck, I take her and put her on these couches. You know, if a, if a hound get baited up, I'll send her in there, let her let her do her thing. And I mean, she she don't call none of them. She's she's just a fun dog. Heck, I mean, I'll ride around in the truck and heck, we just go terrorize whatever you know. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're just a fun dog. I've, man, I've I've looked at them for several years and I'm like. Man, I don't know if I could house one of those things because I don't. I mean, they are uh, just into everything. You got to find one. I mean, you got to find a breeder that, and they're out there. You got to find you a breeder that, that that's breeding sense in them. Because I mean, I've been around. I've, I mean, I've been. I've owned probably twenty five of them dogs, and you see how many I got. I've got two. Yeah. I mean, they, some of them are just they're just they're just too much. I mean, I got I've got kids. I got two little girls, so they got to be. Be, you know, I mean, they gotta be family dogs first. You know, right. they gotta be be around my kids, my wife. So, yep. But I mean, no, we've I've done everything with them dogs. If you name it, heck, I took her pig hunting, put her on a pig. I mean, I've done a little bit of everything with her. Yep. So, your your trail hounds. What is what are you looking for in that? Are you looking for a purebred dog like a running walker that is a hundred percent running walker? Are you looking for a mixed up dog? Like, what well, are you looking for? That's what I want. I want a just a hundred percent running walker, but. All these guys have bred these delights and stuff into them, and I understand it. I mean, it's it is what it is. But I like that old Sheridan blood. I like that liquor blood, blood stuff. I mean, I like all that northern, all that stuff from up north. You know, I mean, I, I mean, to me, I feel like uh, they're just what I'm looking for. They're 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 they can drift the track. They can run track, drift in the track. They can uh, they got wheels. They can they can put the pressure on a coyote. And I ain't gonna tell you they're the grittiest dogs in the world. But I mean, if they get one. If they get one bait up, they can hold pressure. And I ain't got to have a, a, a dog to chew a cow's face. I don't. A lot of them guys, I mean, they want a dog to get up right on top of, top of cow and fight him. I don't, I don't need. I don't need that. I ain't got to have that. I don't. I mean, I just want if, if he'll pull hair and pinch a little bit and hold him there, I'm fine with that. That, that suits me just fine. Right, because you're bringing the greyhounds right. in. To well, that out. or I mean, I can. I mean, if I have to, I mean, I can take my 22 and pop it in the head. But I mean, heck, if I can if I can catch the cow and get the dogs from them, heck, we'll run them again. I mean, that'll make me no difference, you right. know. So, you know, another thing that I thought was really interesting about today is that at one point the dogs kind of, whoa, excuse me, when we were talking about how the dogs kind of got bait up there um, and we weren't sure if they had lost the coyote or not, the landowners down the road kind of come out in the road and were talking to us and they seemed like very unaware of what was going on. Uh, but we were able to sit there in the middle of the road and explain to them what we were doing, um, how we were using the hounds. We had a, we had a couple of harvested coyotes with us in the truck. Yeah, and they were super intrigued about they it. They were, yeah. They did not give us any grief over it. No, I mean, I mean, for the most part, down in this area, we, I mean, we pretty much get along. We try to get along with everybody. I mean, you have a few storeheads everywhere you go. It's just 
that's just part of you know how it is. I mean, it's, but, it's with everything. But yeah, they 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 didn't know what we was doing. They was like, oh, did you did you shoot it? And we're like, no, the dogs caught. It. And they was like, oh, these are the workers. You know, it was, yeah. it was pretty cool interaction. It, it was a cool interaction. It was a good chance for us to showcase us as houndsmen being able to interact with those who aren't aware of what we're doing and to tell our side of the story. Right. Because you guys have heard Chris say it a hundred times. If we don't tell our side of the story, somebody's going to tell it for us. Right. And we got a chance to do it ourselves. Today. Right. Oh yeah, they was. They was they said, oh yeah we see them here see them there and they were just telling us where they see them and I was like sweet yeah they were I mean they were giving us pointers for where these coyotes were when they yeah. were going to work and oh, yeah. you know the next time they see a dog box pulled off on the side of the road and they got a couple greyhounds sticking outside of it or they see a guy you know with a bunch of trail hounds in it it's going to be a positive thought for them like right. oh these guys are out here you know taking care of the coyote population because right. the one gentleman he even mentioned he's like you know I, I've been trying to raise some land hens but yeah. on coyotes, coyotes get a hold get of them yeah. every time yeah. Yeah. so yeah. he was tickled pink you know that we'd had a successful day absolutely yeah and that to me that was just it was super cool to to be able to harvest the coyotes watch good dog work have positive interaction and, and share our side of the story with those who weren't aware all in all, it's just a good day. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, and a lot of people don't know, understand the cow hunting. And that's that's fine. I mean, that's just just part of it, you know. Yep. Semper Doggin and Hometown Hero Outdoors are proud to partner together to bring you the Hometown Hero Outdoors Hero of the Week. This week's hero is Ryan Heron from Central Indiana. Ryan is a firefighter who was able to participate in an early season duck hunt with Indiana's chapter of HHO. The team found success during their hunt, but Ryan said that the best part was the brotherhood and camaraderie. He said whether you're a veteran or first responder, getting a chance to share time pursuing your passion with those who have similar life experiences is priceless. Ryan, from Semper Doggin and Hometown Hero Outdoors, we would like to say thank you for serving and protecting your community. Listeners, remember, if you have a hero of your own that you would like to recognize, please send their name in a brief description to SemperDoggin at gmail.com, and we will be glad to recognize them. If you would like more information on Hometown Hero Outdoors, be sure to visit them at hometownherooutdoors.org or follow them on Facebook. But, man, I, like I said, I just cannot thank you and your crew enough for letting me be able to come down and share this experience with you guys to bring my fiance, bring my boy. Oh yeah. You know, it's a family event. It is. And that's, I mean, my, I take my, well, I take my oldest girl with me. Me and heck me and her went, I guess the day, the, the next day this season went out here, me and her went and we caught two right off the bat and it wasn't easy like it was today. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those two cows there, I mean, I had to walk 700 plus yards with her on my shoulders. It, everything was thawed out and wet. I mean, it was, but it, it's a memory. I'll, I'll never forget that, and she never will either. Yeah, it's 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 just been great. So, buddy, you got anything else you want to close us out with? I'm good, man. All right. Well, once again, thanks for having us down here, guys. We appreciate you listening to the Simper Dog and Podcast. We hope you're enjoying it. Be sure to go on over and follow our sponsors. Um, give them a look on their websites, their pages. Support those who support you. Join us over on the Simper Dog and Podcast Facebook page. Uh, we've always got good stuff going on over there. And we encourage you guys, invite you guys to post pictures, post videos of what you got going on. We want to see different types of hounds and dogs working, doing what they're bred to do. Right. Um, you know, Dalton's been a big contributor over there. We're getting a lot of these coyote guys over there, and it's just been really, really good. So, buddy, I'm good if you're good. I'm good, man. All right. Well, guys, until next time, we'll catch you later. <laughs>